0: Welcome everybody, again, to another week on uh, Ramban la Parsha, Ramban ala Torah. I'm Eli Weber. I'm so to be the director of the overseas program here in Yeshiva. And it's my great tz'chus to learn Ramban with you every week. Um, this week, we, first of all, we want to speak about Pinchas and the Torah's view of him. Obviously, it's positive, but I think in the Ramban, it's slightly more nuanced. HaKadosh Baruch Hu supports his action for sure, but what's the idea of being a Kana'i? And what's good about it, what's perhaps less good about it. Um, then we want to move on to the Ramban's famous discussion of if Benos Moav sinned with Klal Yisrael, why'd Solar Tamid Yanim? Where'd they come in? Um, we'd like to then move on to Benos Slavchad. There's a lot in this week's Pasha Benos Slavchad. Why the need for them to admit a sin on behalf of their father, but Vuhu Loha Korach, and finally, if we have time, Parsha tamid, which we say every day. What's it doing in this week's Parsha? What are the Musafim doing in this week's Parsha? Okay, that's a, a broad introduction. Let's start. Beginning of the Parsha. Right? Nothing could be more positive, more endorsing of what Pinchas did than to say he saved Klal Yisrael. And on some level, that's exactly what the Ramban says. The first Ramban of the Pasha says, Right? God wants to pay Pinchas back for the great thing that he did, which was saving Klal Yisrael. Velo kulam magifa Right? Says the Raman, they would have all died magifa but Pinchas saved them. How did he say? So, what does God want of Moshe? shehu Olam. Says the Raman, it's not just that he's becoming a kohen, but he asks Moshe to tell all of Klal Yisrael they should understand that this is precisely why Pinchas is becoming a kohen. Vizetam l'chein emor. Right? The Apostolic says, l'chein emor, h'ninin o'tein briti shalom. Who's Moshe supposed to tell it to? The answer is Moshe supposed to tell Klal Yisrael that because Pinchas did this, he's going to get briti shalom and he's going to be a Kohen going forward. K'moshe um, amar ba'aron. Now it gets very hard. This is kind of a Kabbalistic idea. Aval amar brit kuhunat olam v'amar et briti shalom. He's not just giving him shalom. He's giving him the Brit of shalom. What's the difference between giving him shalom and giving him the Brit of shalom? Uh, I'll make the following suggestion. When you're a Kana'i, when you kill a person, as Pinchas did, it's part of who you are. It's how, it's how people see you. It's how you see yourself, even if you're the nicest guy in the world. Once you kill somebody, and the killing was completely justified. But once you kill somebody, your nature changes. You start seeing yourself as a person who's capable of killing somebody. When a Baruch Hu gives him Breach Shalom, not just Shalom, but Brit Shalom, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is undoing that fact. Okay? There's nothing wrong with being a Kanoi, unless you're a Kanoi by nature you're a kanai by nature, that's the problem. So says HaKadosh Baruch Hu, I'm going to make Pinchas, I'm going to give him Briti Shalom. The Briti Shalom literally undoes what he had done. He killed somebody. It was part of who he is. It was part of his nature. It's how people saw him. Says HaKadosh Baruch Hu, no, I don't want that. I don't want him to be identified as a kanai. Obviously, we think of him that way. But I'm going to give him the kahuna as a result of this. And by the giving him the Brit Shalom, I'm going to undo what he did to himself. The negative parts of being a Kanoi, I'm going to undo. And you're going to tell that to Klal Yisrael so that they'll see Pinchas as he was and not as he is. Okay, that's the first point. But then the Ramban goes on. Why does the next pasuk say... Um, uh, then you have a strange pasuk: V'shem ish Yisrael hamuka why the need? Says the Ramban, He's worthy of this great reward from our Qurash Baruch Hu. Why? He didn't just kill anybody, he killed a Nasi. Now, what does it mean to kill a Nasi? I don't know for sure, but I imagine that it involved a risk. It involved somebody else getting angry. Certainly the halacha is that kanaim pogimbo, but if, if one of, the, if one of the, the victims turned around and killed Pinchas, he'd be potter for legamre. He's allowed to defend himself. Pinchas took a risk, and he wasn't just killing anybody. He was killing a princess and a isi Yisrael. Because his kana'ut was so great, because his anger was so great, he wasn't afraid of the of the uh, consequences. Says Raman, after God praises and uh, and gives a gift to Pinchas, then the parsha moves on. It's not as if what Pinchas did was riskless. Was riskless? Pinchas killed important people. Okay, Cosby, it doesn't matter. She's a goya, and, and you know we're not, we're not afraid of the Minyanim. But Zimri was the head of Shevet Shimon, and he took a risk in killing him. And perhaps the risk justifies the reward. It wasn't like, oh, this is a fun thing to do. I'll kill them. There was a real worry here on his part. And it gets us back to the idea of what is a Kana'i. You know, we know the Halacha is, it's strange to say the Halacha is, the Halacha is kan, uh, Kana'im Pogimbo V'ein Morim kein. So what does that mean? So I once heard Rav Moshe Lichlstein quote his grandfather, and I remember it because he said, not that grandfather. So this is now Rav Aaron's father, who said Halacha ve'ein Morim Kane is the definition of a Kana'i. If you're in enough self-control to ask, to go to bezin to ask the question, should I do this? You're not a Kanai, and the bezin says no. If you can't re- you can't stop yourself, your anger is so great, and your anger is great because your love of HaKadosh Baruch Hu is so great, and that's why you do it, that's exactly who you are. Ha- halacha ve'ein morim kein means if you're in control enough to ask the Halacha, you're not a Kanai. It's lovely, you want to do it, but the, the Besan says you don't. If you do it first, then you're Pinchas. Okay, those are some thoughts on Kana'ut. Next question, as the Ramban hinted at. B'nei Yisrael sinned with Benot Moav. It's clear they sinned with Benot Moav. All of a sudden you have, It's a famous problem in the parsha. What do the Midyanim have to do with anything? Says the Ramban as follows. Kasher midyan it was always the idea of zikne midyan it was the midyanim not the Moavim who had this odious idea of of getting Klael Yisrael to sin with with Baal Peor through the women. Moab did it, but it was the Minyanim's idea. V'im lo even though it's not mentioned specifically in the Torah. Va'od bat malkam What's a greater proof of the fact that it was their idea? That they sent their princess. If it wasn't the official position of, of the, the Midianite delegation to have the, the daughters of Moab and their own princess seduce if it wasn't the official position of the delegation to have the daughters of and their own princess Israel, Right, says the Ramban. It doesn't make any sense that the princess of Midian happened to be around Kla Yisrael. They didn't live there. Midian wasn't under attack from Kla Yisrael. He said they took her, they dressed her up to play the part, to be Mizana with Kla Yisrael. That's not an accident. It's not like she happened to be at the canteen and they met each other and she was sent there for purposes of the Aveira. So Aval Haita Yifatar Maod. She was very beautiful. Right? It's supposed to be in Ben Sirah. I wouldn't have known I looked it up. But the idea is, you know, a beautiful woman seduces people. That's how the world works. So the first thing is, and if we, on a simple level, we would say as follows. The Ramban says, the people who thought of the avera are worse than the people who committed the avera yes it's true benot moav actually carried out the plan but zikne midyan came up with the plan and their sin is it's much much worse to sit around at a conference table and think of you know the final solution or think of some evil thing to do to the jews than it is to just respond uh, you know, instinctively to the fear moav was afraid midyan was at a distance and they were dispassionate, and they come came up with avera and says the Ramban, that's much worse than Moav. Now, while the Ramban's at it, he's going to close a circle that we've had from other parshiot. Oh, by the way, says the Ramban, it's not as we discussed a few weeks ago. Bilam is an evil person; he's a rasha because of what he did in Parshas Balak. No, it's here. I'm not 100% sure, but I'm pretty sure that Billam was part of the advisory group. It was on his way home. He was one of the advisors. Speculates the Ramban. Right? Billam stuck around to see if the plan was going to work. Klal Yisrael found him there and killed him. He was on his way home. Says the Ramban a number of times and here too he says the Jews wouldn't kill somebody like Billam for no reason. It must be they saw that Hakadosh Baruch who somehow gave them permission to kill Bilam. Ve'aval ka'asher ne'mar heim is really the conspiracy that they conspired. It wasn't the avera; it was the idea of the averas that people thought sat around and thought we should do this to the Jews, including Bilam. That makes them rishaim. Kol nachalim. Mitnachalim with a chaf, not settlers. But Mitnachlim, they plan, they plot, they conspire against the Jews. Okay? So again, first point in the Ramban is that the people who plan it are much worse than the people who do it. The people who do it were literally afraid of they were they were actually afraid of the Jews. They did what they had to do to survive. Of course, they didn't know that Akkad told the Jews, you can't attack Moab. So they were afraid. But Midian, they were just anti Semites. Midian, they sat around with Bilam as their leader. They came up with this plan, and says the Ramban, if they came up with the plan, they have to be punished for the plan because that's pure evil. That's more evil than actually doing the Arayos that the Benot Moab did. And then, of course, he says, that, and Bilam, they finally got him here because it was his plan to begin with. Okay, two points. Let's go on to Benot Slavchad. Not because the story is so interesting, but a prat in the story makes it fascinating to us and reveals to us how the Ramban imagines things and reads them closely. And and when he gets an idea in his mind, because he reads a parsha a certain way, that becomes his explanation going forward. Okay? In uh, in parak Zion. Benot Slavchad come to Moshe and they say as follows. And if you're just reading the puzzle for the first time, you think to yourself, why do they have to go out of their way and say they weren't part of Adat Korach? First of all, Everybody who was in the midbar, died out of a sin. The sin was called the chet hamiraglim, right? But even if he had another sin, why do you show up to tell Moshe Rabbeinu when you're about to ask him for a favor, right? Slavchad um, um, had no sons; the daughters are going to ask for a nachala. So, what's the point of telling them Avinu meit ba? Vehu lo haya an ba'adat ki What's going on? So the Ramban answers as follows. Vehu lo haya l'fis shabu lo mar bichet omet nizkiku lo mar lo bichet mitonanim v'lo ba adat korech shehitzu ala kadosh baruch hu haya ela bicheto levado v'lo hechti achayim imo lashon rashi. Okay, called, first the Ramban quotes Rashi that what they were saying was he wasn't a chote umakti. He didn't cause anybody else to sin. He sinned in his own, you know, in his own crime. And therefore, they shouldn't be punished. Velo says the Ramban. Velo pireish lama hayuba baot lomar bchet o'meit. Rashi doesn't explain why they said for the first in the first place bchet omet. El eshetomarna avinu meit ba midbar uvanim lohayu lo. That's all they needed to say. Our father died. He has no sons. Ki kein hara ulehayomer. Aval aldat raboteinu hutzruchu lomar. Shaloha ba'adat Korach, Korach, Okay, so the first thing the Ramban suspects based on Chazal is that there was an understanding that the, the descendants of Korach, those who were involved in Korach's plot, weren't nochel Eretz Yisrael. So they felt the need to tell to tell Moshe that their father wasn't part of that group. V'chein lamitlonenim Korach. Ki nishma ba ba'am mi beit dino shel Moshe. Okay, that was the understanding from the Bezin of Moshe. None of them would inherit the land. Therefore, it's was critical that they tell Moshe that their father wasn't part of that group. Okay. Veda'ati bidarecha pshat, says the Roman, my my opinion based on pshat, she'amru kacha, ba'avur she'chashvu she Moshe Rabbeinu haya sonei adat korach Yoter mikol ha-chotim b'amidbar. says the Ramban, it's an unbelievable thing. And he used the word sinah about Moshe Rabbeinu. He says, Slavchad and others thought that Moshe hated Korach and Dasan and Aviram and everything that happened. Now, why would the Ramban assume that? Because when the Ramban read in Parshas Korach, it was extremely personal. When Moshe says to al al lo chamo echad mehem nasati, v'lo mehem. You know, they picked on Moshe personally. Rav l'achem levi. They basically attacked Moshe Rabbeinu. And when the Ramban reads Pasha's Korach, he says to himself, Moshe's really, really angry and he's really taking it personally. Moshe wasn't angry at Klali when they complained about the water, when they complained about the slav, when they. Okay, that was a normal complaint. They thought Moshe was a bad leader. They attacked him, but it wasn't his character they attacked. the The case of Korach and Dasa was exceptionally personal for Moshe Rabbeinu, because they basically said, God never said Aaron should be the Cohen Gadol. God never said any of these things. You, because you're selfish because you want more than you deserve. you you know, And Moshe Rabbeinu took it personally. And I think the Ramban just saw that in Korach, and he put it here. If they said, Vuhu lo ba'adat it's because they thought if he was ba'adat kar, Moshe would kick them out. Because he hated them. And he hated them for a proper good reason. Let's continue. Um, okay. Shea, uh, Right? It wasn't just a political discussion about what's the right path. Should we go back to Misraim? Should we not? It was a personal attack on Moshe. Now, the Benot Slavchad thought, Because Moshe hates Adas Korach, Yomar al-Yihi lo Moshe chesed, v'al-Yihi chonen li tomov. I don't care that they're Yisomim. I don't care that their father had no sons. He was related to Korach. He was part of that attack on me. I'm going to kick them out. Yizkar Avon Avotam Al Hashem Al Kain Hodi Uhu Mehem V'Ramzu Och Sheino B'Meteha Magefot Aval B'Midbar M'et Al Mitato. He died for his own reason. V'Taam Ki Bechatome. Okay, so why do they have to say Ki Bechatome? Not only. Why did they have to say, vlu, vuhu, loha, ya, ba, dat, kach? Why did they have to say he died for a sin? Amru, mate, ba, midbar, ba, avono, shelo, zachali, kane, sparets, o, rabbi, huda, ha, levi, ha, mis, shorer, she, im, ubanim, loha, yulo, that that was his sin. Kashe, yomah, hayom, ba, ira, kach, vekach. Like we'd say, oh, God forbid something happened, something bad happened. Okay? But here you feel, without any, I don't want to say without any textual support, because the Ramban has real textual support. But it's a classic idea of the Ramban. I read a story a certain way, and again, he read the story with human beings. We make the mistake that we read the story with Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu didn't have any feelings. Here's Moshe Rabbeinu. It must have all been beyond us. No, says the, says the Ramban, it was extremely personal. It was difficult. And Moshe, it's, it's difficult. It's hard to say. And Moshe hated them. But the Ramban uses the word twice. He uses the word sinat twice, and the sense you get is that it's justified—that after what they did to him, Moshe couldn't be expected to respond to otherwise, and therefore the benot slavchad came and said, you know, uh, because their assumption was—and the Ramban says it's a correct assumption—that Moshe hated Adat Korach. Okay, I think if you read if you read Korach carefully and you read those Psukim. You would leave with the same impression, and it's classic Ramban that he he doesn't just see something as it is; he imagines as it took place. He imagines what's Moshe's reaction, what's their approach to him. You know, when Moshe comes to the to the camp of Ad, of Dasan of, Vaviram of and they they meet Savim and they attack him, you know, you, you, your senses, you're really angry for what's going on. And it says the Ramban, Moshe must have been really angry for what was going on. Okay. Last point. If I can find it. Yes. Parshas HaTamid. Something we all know by heart. Tzavet B'nei Yisrova Amartah Lehemet Karbani L'achmi Li'ishai Re'ach Nichochhi Tishmeru L'hakriv Li Okay? We read it every Rosh Chodesh. We read it Shavos Rosh Chodesh. Right? In theory, we read it every day because it is the key pasuk for davening, right? Tfilos timidim tiknum. These are the Tmidim that tfilot were keneged. But the Ramban has a different question. What's it doing in this week's parsha? Okay, we had this great story of, uh, of Pinchas. We had this great story of, uh, of Benot Slavchad. What's the Tmidim doing in this week's parsha? So the Rahman reminds us, as he does often, what we're up to in Jewish history. right? We're at the end of the Torah. Nothing happens narrative-wise in Devarim. It's Moshe's speech. We're now massing at Eber HaYardin. We're about to go in. Says the Ramban, Chavchet, Bet. After God told Moshe, it's time to divide up the land, hashlim torat ha This is says the Raman, um mitzvah hatsuya ba'arats. lohi krivu hamusafim. Right? The same question we're asking on the Tmidim, we could ask on the Musafim. What are they doing in this week's parsha? Why is it that on Yanth we read all the haftaras from Pinchas, why do they stick it in and more? Says the Raman, Ki Bamidbar, Lohi krivu hamusafim. That's a very deep line. The Ramban thinks we we kind of kept holidays, but not really, right? That the special carbonot that were brought were only brought in the Beit Hamikdash or in Eretz Yisrael. They also didn't bring the sachim. But now that they're about to go into Eretz Israel, now that they're about to go into Eretz Israel, it's time to tell them there's such a thing called Musafim, there's such a thing called all these carbonote that I have to tell you so that you could do that. The truth is the Tmidim were mentioned in Titzaveh. <hichziru> <hakol sodur> <achat> but says Raman, all of the Musafim and all of the Tmidim, Hakadosh Baruch wanted in one place. <hichziru> <meha> <tzivalat> Rashi says, no. In Titzaveh, it was just the reference that those carbonates should be brought in during the Miloim. Now it's a, it's a. It's a commandment l'dorot, Says the Rabban Nachon." Kisham Amar Olatami Lidoro Techem. No, even in Titsava, God meant that this is a mitzvah Lodoros. So says the Rabban, it's very simple. He says it's true. It doesn't say in any puzzle, Ki tavo el Haretz. It doesn't have to. We're about to go into the land. We're standing on Aver Hayarden. We're about to go into the land. Hakadash Baruch is just saying, when you go into the land, you have to bring these carbon out. Again, the whole parsha, which is well known to us, because of Kriya Satorah, is basically bent, all based on the fact that it's a mitzvah Tuya Ba'aretz, not Tamit Shel Shachar and Tamit Shel Bein Arbaim, but all the Musafim are, and HaKadosh Baruch who wanted to put all the things in one parsha, so it really starts, every day I bring Tamit Shel Shachar, Tamit Shel Bein Arbaim. On Shabbos I bring Yom HaShabbat Shnei Chavasim and on Rosh Chodesh I bring ex, extra carbonate and Rosh Hashanah, and Yom Kippur, and Shavuos, and Sukkot, and Pesach, right? All these things are put together. Now, just one last thought, because I think if you were a Talmud, and or if you went here, you probably heard this idea, and it, it it's very meaningful. Both Rav Amital Zatzal and Rav Lichzin Zatzal used to quote a medrash. The medrash says, what's the po- most important principle in the Torah? So Rabbi Akiva says, l'recha kamocha, Ze klal gadol ba torah, and we understand exactly why that would be klal gadol ba torah. Says the next mandalmer um, in the medrash. No, I have a klal yoter gadol heimena. What's that? Ze sefer todot adam bihi baram biyom asot hashem l'kimi The Torah telling us the greatness of man, the dignity of man. What 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 what? That kadosh gave to man. That's bigger. Than, okay, there's a whole thing you could discuss in there. But there's a different girsa of the Medrash. It's brought at the beginning of Ein Yaakov. And the Medrash there says, There's a bigger cloud, Bigger than V'ohav Talarei And bigger than Zesefer HaToldo Ta'adam. And that is, Et HaKeves Echad Ta'aseh Baboker. Ve Et HaKeves HaShini Ta'aseh Bin and said both of our Rashi Yeshiva, to be a Jew means to do it every single day. means to do it consistently. means to do it constantly. It's true. We have the Um No Ram and we have, you know, we're about to start the three weeks. There are periods in our calendar which are more misugal for certain feelings than others. But said both of our Rashi Yeshiva, the commitment is every day. The commitment is davening three times a day. The commitment is to Talmud Torah every day. Which day? Every day. And if we could do that, God willing, good things will happen. And the three weeks that we're about to enter will be the last time we, we have to endure them as days of Avelot. Shabbat Shalom.